Hello and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up? Mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Chris. And the first question I want to ask is, Chris, how are you holding up? Someone stole my debit card and I'm mad. <laughs> um, but besides that, I'm actually in pretty good spirits this week. I don't know what the hell it is. Maybe it's the fact that I had a massage earlier and I had a nice time with friends over the weekend, and I've been just really getting that social butterfly thing going left and right, but I don't feel quite so weighed down by my usual stresses and freakouts and shit. So I'm, I'm, I'm in a good place. It's kind of nice. It's a change of pace. I'm so happy for you. <laughs> I'm happy for me too. Lindsay? Yes. How are you all know? Uh, I think I'm better than last week. I am not as low or disconnected as I was. Um, I had this great therapy session. Great. And she and I were discussing something interesting, and I I don't have a link for you guys for it, but she was saying when you're depressed, your assumed experience is worse than your actual experience. So, for example, the example she used, if you're going to the beach with your friends and someone asks you, rate 1 to 10, um, how much fun do you think you're going to have? You would probably be like, a eh, three. Sure. And then you go and you come back. How much fun did you actually have? I had like a seven. So you're, what you expect is going to be so much worse and then you experience it and it's great. So that was something I tried to keep in mind this last week as it felt like everything was going to be awful, but I forced myself to do a few things I didn't want to do and it ended up being much more positive. So that was helpful. That's super great. Yeah. See, look at this, guys. We're coming into this week feeling good, sounding good. And you know what we're going to talk about? Be anxious. All the anxieties. Yes. This week, we are going to kind of take a step back from our usual depression-filled shenanigans, and we're going to bring you guys into the world of anxiety. So I was having a really interesting conversation with my friend, um, who suffers from really intense anxiety. And she was saying, uh, one of her therapists actually told her that, uh, let me back up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So she was put on antidepressant medication mm-hmm. and she ended up feeling more suicidal. And a new, th- a new therapist said, well, that makes sense because you're an anxious person who sometimes gets depressed because of the anxiety. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people who are depressed will have moments of anxiety or mm-hmm. a panic attack, but for the most part, the depression as the whole is the main thing. So it's interesting to me that sometimes it gets globbed together. You have anxiety and depression. Yeah. It's usually like that two sides of the same coin kind of deal mm-hmm. where, um, I feel like depression sucks energy out of you mm-hmm. and you just feel completely slowed down, but anxiety fills you with so much Dread. Dread and so much hypersensitivity that mm. you're just going to be like, I, everything in this world affects me, everything in this world is bothering me, and I'm going to freak the fuck out right now because I can't handle it. So let's start off with, first off, what is anxiety? Yeah. And anxiety is more or less... Where your body just dumps a bunch of adrenaline into you. It says on M- WebMD that sometimes it's two and a half more times more than you would usually get. And it's all at once and it's very intense and you feel like you're going to die. It's an activation of your fight or flight senses Mm -hmm. ultimately. And that's really where you kind of have to understand yourself physiologically 
and psychologically in order to to really kind of grab a grasp of it if you can like sometimes the anxiety is so intense so yeah. incredibly crippling that there's there's no mental exercise or hoops you can jump through you just kind of have to ride the wave and hope that you can calm down before it becomes life threatening yeah, it's really rough. I think a lot of people think of anxiety as just nervousness, like, oh, you're really nervous, or mm-hmm. um, like the feeling of stage fright before you go on stage, you know, yeah. it's like... Apprehension. Apprehension, and mm-hmm. oh, I don't know if it's going to go well, mm-hmm. but um, the first time... I'm going to tell you a little story. Yeah. Uh, the first time I ever had a panic attack. So, I was 15 years old, I was doing a lot of theater... And I was going to theater competitions and I went to one and I had a great partner, scene partner, and we were moving up the ranks and I'm sitting in the audience because you watch all the other scenes and then you go up and perform. And I'm sitting there and I start feeling like my chest is getting tight and I can't breathe. And my heart starts to pound and my hands go from being just kind of sweaty to going numb. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm having a fucking heart attack. Because, right, they tell you that your hands go numb, that your heart, you know, your heart hurts. You, you know. So I'm like, I get up. You're not allowed to. I get up and I walk out. And I'm somebody, especially when I was younger, I really followed the rules. But I, I really felt like I was going to die. So I left the whole room. My scene partner came after me. He was furious. What are you doing? Why did you leave? I'm like, I feel like I'm going to die. I felt like I had to throw up. I couldn't, I, I just was crying, and I didn't know what was going on with me. I didn't understand why I was having an out-of-body experience, why I was nauseous, why my chest hurt, I was shaking, and I couldn't breathe, which is, as any of you know, is terrifying. <laughs> it's terrifying. And I think that's the interesting thing, is I really legitimately didn't know what was going on with me until, mm-hmm. like, in my 20s, looking back, I was like, oh, that was an anxiety attack. Mm-hmm. That's what that was. That's what that <laughs> horrifying experience yeah. was. And it makes sense to be nervous during, you know, before you perform. But that was a, a legitimate, I really did feel like I was dying. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I myself have never had a panic attack, at least as far as I know. I, I don't think I've had any experience where I've, I've gone into that state of fight or flight. Um, but... I suffer from, ironically enough, as an extrovert, I have a lot of social anxiety where, like, specifically with, like, phone calls and stuff, like, if I have to make a phone call to, like, a doctor's office to Mm -hmm. refill a prescription or something, Mm -hmm. I'm like, I don't, I really don't want to call and bother anybody. I just don't want to deal with this interpersonal interaction right now. Or, like, if I've, I've had some sort of service performed, I'm like, I'm just gonna wait until I really need to have this done, and then I'll do it. Because, for whatever reason, I just don't want to handle it. I don't know what it is. Mm. It's it's so weird. Social anxiety, I feel, is like the weirdest fucking thing to deal with. Where you're just like... It, it, these are just people. Yeah. There's no, they're not going to stab you if you do something wrong. There's nothing bad that's going to happen if you talk to somebody. Unless you, you know, say something really inappropriate or you're an asshole. I mean, there's just no reason to feel that way. Yeah, I don't know where it comes from for me. I hate going grocery shopping Mm -hmm. and I hate going to gas stations. I don't know why. It makes me so anxious. Mm -hmm. I will have a panic attack while I'm in the grocery store, especially if there's a lot of people around me. Mm -hmm. I start getting dizzy. I start feeling like I can't breathe. And my hands are so sweaty. <laughs> and then I, I'll just start sweating profusely. Like, my whole body will just start sweating. 
and um and it's really debilitating because it's exhausting, mm-hmm. right? Like you, you just want to go get some freaking groceries and then you get stopped by your mental processes of, yeah, but you're going to have an anxiety attack in the middle of a grocery store oh, every God. time you go. So of course I'm not going to want to go after a while. And then it makes you not want to go outside as much. And then it becomes this weird, you know, uh, what's it called? Agoraphobia where you mm-hmm. just don't want to leave the house after a while. Mm-hmm. And then you're depressed. Which is an interesting kind of rotating cycle of just like your anxiety causes depression, which causes you more anxiety, which Mm -hmm. causes you more depression until you're just this void of mental neuroses that Mm -hmm. just kind of destroys itself, Mm -hmm. which is fun. And you know how you get over all that kind of anxiety? How? You keep doing it. You keep going to the grocery store. In fact, there's there's a lot of different ways, but one of the ways that can really help is... um, it's, I forget what it's called, but basically you do a lot of it. So exposure you're afraid of, therapy. yeah, exposure. So you're afraid of calling. So I, you know, mm-hmm. or your therapist, I would have you call five new people a day or something. Yeah. And by the end of that week, you'd probably start getting over the anxiety of it. You might not like it. Yeah. But you, the anxiety would have been taken away from it. The power. I used to be really scared of spiders. Mm-hmm. Like that was the thing that just like, I do not like spiders. I still don't like some spiders, obviously like poisonous ones, but mm-hmm. you know. I I remember just, like, having nobody else around to take care of, like, a bunch of wolf spiders. And I was just like, okay, fuck it. Fuck it, I've got this. I've got a piece of paper. I'm doing this. I'm gonna deal with it. And, and, and going through, like, fi- facing those fears and actually actively taking, like, a step in my life towards just, like... I'm not, I'm not controlled by my anxiety. I'm controlling my anxiety. Like, trying to tell myself that it was just honestly it was it was just the right amount of self-deception that it actually kind of worked and i don't think this helps for everything but it does help for smaller things like spiders yeah calling people you don't know Mm -hmm. going my my therapist would make me go to the gas station it's like as soon as you get as you get halfway down in your tank go to the gas station i think that was our our rule and after a while i started to be okay with it and it was less uncomfortable and then it's just like oh it's a chore but it yeah. wasn't full of anxiety so there i think there's different kinds of anxiety uh one of the the more difficult ones is low-grade anxiety where you're just anxious a little bit all the time mm-hmm. because your levels are off you're a little bit nervous all the time and then when anything happens out of the ordinary or something scary then it's a huge spike yeah and so and it's miserable to live this way mm-hmm. it's absolutely just like having it's it's like Having your heart rate always at above a resting heart rate, mm-hmm. like that, that can be just so just draining. A little bit of adrenaline, yeah. Yeah, just a little spike every so often, just to make you feel like you're you're that much closer to death. So. Yeah, sleep is harder. Um, mm-hmm. Normal, and you know, having normal relationships is difficult because if you think about it, flight or flight, you're in a more um, you're in an altered state of consciousness. You're not in a normal, oh, I can have this really interesting conversation. I can connect. How do you connect with somebody if you're always a little bit freaked out? Mm-hmm. Super difficult. Hats off to you guys if you are constantly dealing with anxiety yeah. and you are trying to function. Bless you. Yeah. We, lo- <laughs> we, we love all you guys suffering from anxiety and we really hope that, you know, like, we're not triggering anything by talking about this. Yeah. But if we were, then... Just know we are here with you, and we are sorry you're dealing with it, and yeah. we appreciate you so much. We really do. I mean, <laughs> it's it's 
on that note, <laughs> let us let's actually talk about a little bit because there is a, a a resource that we discovered while kind of prepping for the episode. It is the it is anxietycenter.com and they have an an entire list here on the 10 best ways to stop an anxiety attack. Mm. Which um I mean, it's one of those things where you, you think about like an anxiety attack coming on and how do you control it? How can you control it? And yeah. you know, what are the triggers for it? That kind of stuff. Yeah. Where eventually you're going to have to be in a situation where you might be by yourself or maybe there's, you know, nothing really external that can help you. And you're just, you you are just self-reliant at that point on stopping yourself from having this anxiety attack. I... I think with anti-anxiety medication, I'm a, I think it's great. I think people sure. should do anti-anxiety. I think if you cannot function, definitely look into getting anti-anxiety meds because it's something that's really difficult to control. And sometimes you know when an anxiety attack is coming because you've been kind of dreading something and it's coming up and then you feel it coming on. But then there's times where you can't control it and it just happens to you. And you don't know where it came from. And, you know, you're at work. Or you're doing something social with your family, or you're trying to go on a date and it just <laughs> ruins everything. Yeah. Seriously. So yeah, how can you control it and what can you do? So definitely, this is a great resource, and there are wonderful apps. Mm-hmm. Yes, there are so many that are out there. Yeah, we have. There's the ten. I mean, if you you can Google this information, I haven't actually tried any of these apps. But I have talked to a few of our listeners and they were like, you know, I had no idea how many apps there were and and resources there were for these kinds of things now. There's only more and more coming out. But uh, the top one is really cute. It's called Happify. Happify. And it says that it's supposed to increase your happiness and reduce stress while teaching you life-changing habits. Um, There's a bunch of other ones. I've, I've done a couple where they were just breathing apps. Mm-hmm. Um, a way to help your anxiety, I think you probably all know this, you've, if you've looked into it at all or gone to a therapist at all, is when you're in the midst of having an episode, mm-hmm. uh, focusing on your breathing, going internal, like focusing on yourself and doing counting breathing. So counting four, breathing in, holding for two or holding for four, and then releasing on a count of four or six um, and doing that four times. And that will physically force your body to calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's apps for that. So if you need to see a visual aid, yes, there's visual aids of that. I think there's even gifts. I used to I used to have a, an app. I think it well, there's one that's called Headspace. They do mostly guided meditation and whatnot. Wonderful. But um, they also I think they have like a breathing just exercise mm-hmm. where it just it just takes you through it you watch the little circle grow you grow you breathe in with it and then you watch the circle deflate and that mm-hmm. kind of thing that's exactly like the gifts you were talking about but um i used to have it on my apple watch mm. which was one of the more interesting cuz like what you would do is you'd load up the little app on your watch you'd press and hold your finger to it and it would like slowly sort of vibrate like very gently hmm. and you would just breathe while it was vibrating and then it would slow down on the vibration and you would follow it while it was slowing down again and it was one kind of relaxing because this little vibrating thing just on your wrist <laughs> and then it, you also control it just with your finger just like pressing on it it was told you were told not to press too hard not to press too soft right it's to be a part of 
yeah, just to be aware of your physiology and just being able to go, nope, I am controlling this. This is me. I'm able to just calm down and I don't need to stress out right now. Yeah. Especially at work. That was the, that was my lifesaver for a while there at work because I would just use that while it was like three in the morning and I was working at the hotel and it was like freaking out because I'm by myself and there's shit going on and I'm just like, I'm going to just breathe for five minutes <laughs> and I'm going to come back and I'm going to be stronger and I'm going to be better and fuck you world. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. So according to the anxietycenter.com, one of the first things that you do need to understand is the anatomy of an anxiety attack, the physiological, the psychological and emotional components. So when you understand that a lot of it is kind of that fear response, um, you kind of remove the fear that comes with that. The power of it. Yeah, exactly. Once you understand it, you learn to really accept that, you know, this is a thing that is happening in my body. There are ways to counter it. Mm -hmm. We can slow down. We can take this step by step and we'll just go from there. Mm -hmm. That's just part A is taking the power away from that fear. Yeah. The fear of the Being unknown. afraid of the anxiety attack gives it so much more. Right? You know, because it just builds and it builds and it builds on itself. You just keep expecting it to get worse and mm -hmm. worse and worse until, like, I, I mean, until you're fooling yourself into believing something impossible is going to happen. Yeah. And anxiety begets anxiety. But, yes, you can do things to control it and to counter it. Yes. So you have the power to calm yourself down. Your body is having a physiological response. Whether it makes logical sense or not to you, doesn't matter. You, but you can now control what's happening. So relaxing your body, focusing on your breathing. Um, sometimes, uh, especially if you are in a place where you can lay yourself down and focusing on each muscle and like tightening it and then relaxing it mm. helps. It's helped me. It also helps to just kind of remove yourself from the area. Mm -hmm. If you are having a stressful situation and you can remove yourself mm -hmm. from the area, you absolutely should. Cause nothing will help you better than just, just that fresh breath of air. Mm -hmm. Like that moment of like. I'm not in the environment that caused it. Mm -hmm. I'm not in the environment that is adding to it. I can just get my headspace clear. Bathrooms are a great escape. Bathrooms are... <laughs> in high school, I used to escape to the bathroom. I Or the nurse's station. Yeah, the nurse's station was like my go-to when I was in high school because I would be like... I used to have a lot of like really bad headaches. I still do, but they're different now. Um, and I would just kind of have to just retreat to the nurse's office and just be like, but after a while, there was also that moment where I'd be like, I'm not having a headache. I just want out of this room right now. Just not be here. Can I just, can I just die for like five seconds and come back? Thanks. <laughs> so, so ultimately what that's going to give you is your ability to kind of deep breathing, relaxing your body. And, I mean, next on the list is going to be just distracting yourself, even. Mm -hmm. And we've, we've talked all about distractions. Yeah, um, but also just a quick little recap. If you have a little app on your phone, that's something that's fun and easy, like a little game. Or putting a song on that makes you really happy. Getting some positivity back mm -hmm. into you where your body will put the happy receptors going. Yeah. I mean, I know a lot of folks who will also, like, they'll, they'll give a call to somebody if they're freaking out 
And I've had lots of situations where I've answered the phone on those. But I know a lot of you also have the same thing that I do where you don't want to call somebody. You don't want to rely on someone else or you feel like you're going to be a bother to them. And that I feel very, very strongly. If there is somebody out there who wants to listen, can listen, will listen, absolutely. Give them a call. They love you. They care about you. They wouldn't tell you that you can call them if you couldn't actually call them. That's that's just asking for trouble. And I get that because I've, when I was recently, people were saying, hey, I miss you and I care about you. And I didn't feel it. Yeah. I didn't feel like people actually missed me or people actually wanted me to call. But they were being polite. Sure. But it's just, yeah, give people the chance and the opportunity to be loving to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it, it, they are out there. Mm-hmm. Guaranteed. There's there's definitely at least one person out there. And um, for back to anxiety attacks, remember that even though it feels like it's out of control, it is not. Mm-hmm. Yes, it is. You are responding to your body thinking you're in danger, right? Mm-hmm. So. You'll stop feeling in danger eventually. Mm-hmm. It's going to end. Yeah. It's not a forever feeling. And that's, that's good to remember. Really good to remember. Yeah. Just when you when you're in that fight or flight response, like you 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 literally don't have any other options in yeah. your head other than this is going to kill me or I'm going to run away from it or I'm going to kill it. So, we came up with a mnemonic uh device for you guys that would hopefully make you smile. Uh it's called fart. Yep. If you're ever having an anxiety attack, just fart. <laughs> Think fart. Focus, adjust, relax, talk. So breaking it down. Focus. Make sure that you are paying attention to yourself. You are paying attention to what you're feeling. You are just going to take time to really... Realize what you're going through. Exactly. Yeah. Adjust, like Chris was saying earlier, if you need to go to another room, if you need to sit down, if you need to readjust how you're sitting, just adjust yourself so you can get ready to... Relax. Take those breaths you've been thinking about taking and haven't yet. (laughs) Make sure that you are in a situation that you, like, you can control the situation you're in. Mm -hmm. Where you can go to another room, you can sit in a comfy chair, you can lie on a couch. Anything, whatever it's going to take for you to relax and breathe. Which will let you (laughs) later... Go into talk. And I think also this is good for self-talk. So if you are going through mm-hmm. um, uh, this anxiety attack and you're finally starting to relax, remember to self-talk yourself through it. Tell yourself sweet things. Mm-hmm. Tell yourself something maybe kind of funny. Make sure your self-talk at this moment is positive. Yes. Don't need to be, is this going to last forever? Am I okay? Am I dying? I'm the worst. I can't believe I'm doing this to myself again. That kind of stuff isn't going to help you at all. No. Say, I'm so awesome. I'm focusing on myself right now. Mm-hmm. I'm hilarious. I'm doing fart. You know, just <laughs> anything that can make you smile and make you feel good. And then, yes, talking to somebody else, yes. whether that's therapist, friends, family. Yeah, you should be able to expel those thoughts that are echoing in your head. And if you are unable to really just talk yourself out of it, definitely give someone a call. It's not going to be a problem. So remember fart. Yeah, guys, make sure that when you're having an anxiety attack, just just have a good fart. (laughs) 
I'm so glad we made that. <laughs> I am so glad we I'm made gonna it. remember that for myself too. <laughs> I certainly hope that everyone can appreciate a good fart joke. Focus, adjust, relax, talk. So on that note. On that note, yeah. Um it's gonna be a little bit of a short episode, but in all honesty, we'd love to do another anxiety episode. Mm-hmm. We have at least a couple of uh, people that we would love to bring on, mm-hmm. possibly experts. Uh, we're working on that. But uh, for now, just go ahead and make sure that you follow us on Instagram, at Podcast. Like the Facebook page, if you want to send us something directly, go ahead and email mailbag and howareyouholdingup.com. And also, I know that a lot of you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts. We absolutely love and appreciate it when you guys leave us reviews, comments, anything like that. They are always helpful. They help spread the word out as best as can be. And, and it also helps us, like, giving us momentum to keep going. It's really nice to know people are listening and they appreciate it and they enjoy it. We do love it. you guys. <laughs> it helps like... me so much, personally. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, please do. Um, we love to hear from you guys. It's always great. And, as, as always, always, don't tell, tell us, us to just get, get over it. it.